Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, we're going to be moving to a different subject matter. Can you imagine? I think we've done more, what, 90, 100 episodes, something like that, related to the signs of the Lord's coming again, the answer to the questions that the disciples had asked him. And as you have discovered, if you've been with any of us in any portion of that, we have basically just wet our appetites in relationship to what the scripture says about that. The Lord says a great, great, great deal about his coming again the first time and his coming again the second time, all this involved in it, what we as a body of Christ should be doing. And it's that point right there that I wanted us to move into the next uh, stuff that we're going to be looking at. And these are things, I've actually got a list of things I just want to cover during our times together. And uh, I don't know, this list, this may take us a year or two, just what I'm looking at right now, because there's so much within the word. But uh, I heard a, a, um, heard a message recently, let me put it that way, someone preaching recently, and uh, talking about uh, what we as the body of Christ need to be doing, about how there's things that we consider to be normative uh, Christianity, which simply is not what you see within the Scripture. In other words, the things that we do day in and day out. And the first part of the, the teaching time, of the message time, of the preaching time was great because it was absolutely accurate. And it was talking about the need to go and look in the Word of God and do it the way that God has told us to do it. I'm sitting there thinking, hallelujah, finally a fellow brother right here, you know, that could, <laughs> you know, this is great. I've got two or three friends that I talk with about this, <clears throat> but, you know, there's not many people that understand the need of doing things the way that God tells us to do them. Sad thing is, in that message, that point was never arrived at. I kept waiting and kept waiting and actually reflected back on it over a period of time, thinking, well, did I miss it? Was it mentioned that this is what we need to do? And it really wasn't mentioned. And then when I think back and when I was listening to it as it was you know, actually going on, uh, literally what was swerved into was nothing more or less than just abject denominationalism. Here's where we stand as a denomination. Here's what we must do. Here's what the numbers look like. Here's what's increasing. Here's what's decreasing. It had nothing to do with examining the Word of God to see what it is that we as the body of Christ are supposed to be doing. I mean, it's heartbreaking. And so I want to look at one arena of that and bring this all together, just over however how much time it takes. Uh, when you look at the scripture, it's pretty forthright and pretty clear what we're supposed to be doing. In Acts 2, uh, the scripture says that the people at that time were giving heed to the apostles' teaching. They were gathering daily together. They were praying. Uh, they were breaking bread together. They were fellowshipping with one another. They were eating meals together. Uh, they were hanging out as the body of Christ. And then you see over in Ephesians chapter 4 how the body of Christ is structured and some things about how it functions. What I want us to look at is I want us to look at what is often referred to as spiritual gifts. Okay, spiritual gifts or spirituals, as you'll see to 1 Corinthians. And uh, I think it's really important for us to understand that God has equipped and empowered his body to do what he desires for it to do, the body of Christ, the church. Too often we point to certain individuals and expect those individuals to do the bulk 
of what we're supposed to do within the kingdom, and nothing could be further from the truth. The Lord has equipped each and every true believer. Okay, Notice I said true believer, not false believers, not fake believers. Okay, True believers. He has equipped us with the power of his Holy Spirit to do that which he desires. And in Ephesians, it actually tells us that he has the works for us today. He planned works, the very works that we're to do at this moment in time when we're together right now. He planned before the foundations of the world. That's absolutely amazing. And so I want us just to get an idea of what it is that the Lord has done in organizing the body this way and structuring the body this way and that each one of us would be set free to live as the Lord has called us to live within his kingdom. Now, there's four uh, passages in the New Testament, big passages, shall we say, though a couple of them are short, uh, that deal with this idea of spiritual gifts or the spiritual empowering of the body of Christ. First uh, Corinthians 12 is one chapter. Romans 12 is another one. Ephesians 4 quite often is uh, pointed to as another. And I know why people say that, and when we get to it, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it some, about what that's about. Uh, that is dealing more with gifted individuals and the role and call of leadership. And so sometimes people say, well, it's a prophetic gift, uh, a spiritual gift of prophecy or a spiritual gift of apostle. Well, in another portion of the scripture, you see that there is a spiritual gift of prophecy, but you really don't see the spiritual gift of apostle, but you see spiritually gifted individuals that function as apostles. And I think there's a pretty uh, uh, important distinction right there, but we'll get to that when we can. So you have 1 Corinthians 12, you have Romans 12, you have Ephesians 4, and then you have 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4, which we'll look at uh, later on, is um, just a couple, three verses. And it basically shows you that there are speaking gifts and that there are serving gifts. Now, they're not mutually exclusive. I know a lot of people that have speaking gifts, okay, and they don't feel like that they have to do anything service-wise or hit anything. You know, they just use it as excuse, well, I have a speaking gift. Really? No, you're sort of an arrogant cuss, you know? <laughs> no, you need to be down there getting dirty with the rest of us, right? But then there'll be other people that really have hearts of service, and they say, oh, no, no, I do this, I can't speak, I can't speak. Yes, you can speak. You may not have a spiritual giftedness to speak and, and, and in the role in the way we look at things like that, but you are to speak forth the power and the promise of the gospel and the Lord's kingdom. So what I thought we would do is start with the Romans passage. You know, usually I would start with 1 Corinthians, just sort of going through the New Testament. But the first couple of verses of this Romans passage is really, really important. And so for today, I'm probably just going to have time just to read it, Okay. And then we'll come back uh, the next episode and, and look a little more at this. So this is Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says this, therefore, well, there you go. I got to stop with that word, right? <laughs> well, therefore, and you've heard me say this many times. Whenever you see that, it does us well to stop for just a moment to see what that word is there for. In other words, why is there therefore? Therefore is a term, a conclusion. So something's concluding. He's about to say something, but the something that he's about to say is coming out of what has been stated previously. And in this particular situation, uh, Paul's writing back to the believers at Rome. He had never met them before. Okay, He really wanted to meet them. And he sits down and writes a letter. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon him, and we wind up having the letter of Romans. The first 11 uh, chapters of Romans deals with uh, 
who we are in Christ deals with what we'll call the theological type of thing, okay? The wonder and the glory of salvation, the wonder and glory of what the Lord has done for us. And then from chapters 12 to the end of the book is actually the practical outliving of this. In other words, how do we live according to what we've learned? You see the same thing in Ephesians. The first three chapters of Ephesians deal with who we are in the Lord. The last three chapters, uh, the, the cute little phrase, which is useful, uh, related to that is, how do you walk the walk you talk? How do you live this out? So listen to these first two verses of Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So we see from the very beginning right here that he is saying this is what we must do in light of what the Lord has done in our life. I think this is going to be absolutely transforming in all of our lives to learn what the Lord says here, to remember what the Lord says here, but even more so to be exhorted by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God to live as he has called us to live. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Uh, thank you for being with me. I do ask, you know, pass the word about these times, about these podcast times. That's the primary way that people find out about it is that people share it with one another. And a lot of times you have to help folks, okay? Show them how to access it on the computer or set it up on their phone, the podcast in their phone or their car or something like that. Again, thank you so much. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.